Today's episode of The Media Files is supported by Lift Period. Lift Period provides first-time menstruators with everything they need to prepare them for their first period. This is a new and exciting time in your child's life, and Lift Period is determined to give your child a better experience of starting their period than any of you had. No more embarrassing conversations or hiding tampons up their sleeve. Periods aren't weird or gross, and Lift Period is here to help them celebrate, not just tolerate. Buy a box today at liftperiod.com and use code MEDIAFILES5 to get $5 off. That's liftperiod.com. For me, it's 10:12 p.m. on February 9th, 2022. But for you, it's another episode of The Media Files, a podcast brought to you by RPGera.com. The Media Files is an all-purpose pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. I am your host Kyle, and with me in my ever-evolving second chair is back again, finally back on the podcast, my lovely Valentine, Lindsay. Welcome back. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, thank you. Which is in... A couple days. A, a few days from now. And we have... Dinner no plans. Dinner plans. Yes. I was going to say no plans. We do have dinner plans. Not restaurant plans. We don't go out on Valentine's Day. No. It's too busy. It's too crowded. Too expensive. They hike up the prices. We stay home. Make something nice. Yep. And what are we making this year? Scallops. Scallops. Risotto. Ooh. And, and your favorite. Oh, for dessert? Yeah. The chocolate molten lava cakes? Yes. And I gotta make I'll make some ice cream you for do that. Need to make ice cream. I don't eat a lot of sweets. Everybody knows this about me. I'm not a big sweets person. But on Valentine's Day, we eat chocolate molten lava cakes. And we have traditionally every year because that's what we had on our honeymoon. Oh yeah. That's where we discovered them and we've had them every year on Valentine's Day since then. You learned how to make them. And they're so good. They are very good. Oh, they're fantastic. And I'll make ice cream to go Who with it. I love chocolate. Yeah, but it's like, it's just so like, you like poke into it and like it just, Warm. Go, oh my gosh. <laughs> so good. What kind of ice cream should I make? I don't know. Last year you made pistachio, but that was, that was a, a lot of work. Process. <laughs> pistachio is my favorite ice cream. I don't know that I'll ever make it again. We'll look into it. We'll look into it. Maybe, well, mint. Mm, mint? Like mint chocolate chip? Yeah. I don't. A mint Oreo? Oh, I just love mint. We could do, okay, well, maybe like an Oreo or something. Not mint. The kids though. would like it. It's not for them. Okay, whatever. They don't get it. <laughs> this week on the Media Files, we are talking about Peacemaker. Peacemaker is a spin-off follow-up to 2021's The Suicide Squad and follows the titular hero as he is recruited, again, by a shady government organization to stop a potential world-ending alien threat. Instead of just confronting these extraterrestrial pests, though, Peacemaker has to come to terms with his family, his past, and what it actually means to be a hero. 
Peacemaker premiered on HBO Max on January 13th, 2022, and is airing weekly, six of eight of which these episodes have aired at time of recording. The show was created and written by James Gunn and stars John Cena, Jennifer Holland, Danielle Brooks, Freddie Stroma, Chakuri Iwuji, Steve Ajee, and Robert Patrick. We did talk about The Suicide Squad after we watched it. Was it you and I that that did that episode? Possibly. It might have been Jeff. Might have been Jeff. I think it was you and I because we talked about how much we hated the first movie but enjoyed at any rate. (laughs) Not important. You could go back and listen to The Suicide Squad review, a movie that I think overall we enjoyed. And this is kind of the follow-up to that, and we do get some continuation on at least one of the characters, but multiple of the characters, really, from that movie. So how do you feel overall about Peacemaker? I enjoy it. I think it's entertaining. I do find it's very uh, intensely R for a TV show. It is. Well, and, and violently are. And it's not a cable network show. It is on HBO Max only. Mm-hmm. And so you do have to be subscribed to a streaming service in order in order to get a hold of it. And so it is very intensely R. But so was the movie, to be fair. The the second Suicide yeah. Squad movie was a very R-rated movie, and that's something we talked about that it does go kind of deep into that material. Um, but no, I, I, I think I'm kind of with you. I like this show quite a bit too. And I think that it's getting, you know, some people that do like it, some people that don't, but overall I'm looking forward to the episodes as they come out every week. I'm looking forward to kind of the evolution of these characters going forward every week. I think the storyline is interesting and you know what? Peacemaker is progressing as a character. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the, one of the most interesting parts about it. But I think a lot of that has to do with the performance that we're getting out of John Cena here. And I think that John Cena five years ago was not somebody that I was always really excited to see on screen. But I feel like this cheesy humor of Peacemaker who doesn't really understand what he's saying is like a perfect character for John Cena. Well, and he is absolutely gigantic. And so he plays that kind of... Not brain dead. Brain dead's not yeah, the word I'm looking for. But an oaf, and he just... An oaf, yeah. But he's smart, too. And he's socially inept. Yeah. Has no, has no social skills whatsoever. Smart, very good at his job, but also mean. He has a meanness to him. He, he says racist things. He says sexist things. But like you said, we are getting this evolution of Peacemaker's character in and this... And understanding his uh, background as well. Yes, and we get... Yes, we do get a lot Do you know his, his origin story? Okay, so Peacemaker, it should be said, was a very low-tier superhero prior to last year's film. A superhero whose name I had never heard of. And admittedly, I am a Marvel fan much more than I am a DC fan, historically. However, I know most DC characters. Peacemaker was not a character that I knew. Okay. I think that also kind of works to James Gunn, James Gunn's favor in creating this show, is that not a lot of people know who Peacemaker is or are aware of his story, his his personality, his character. And so it does kind of give him a blank, a blank slate to create a character like this. Yeah. You know, if we got if we got Matt Reeves is the Batman movie coming out next month and he acted like Peacemaker, everybody would be very upset by that because of the character of Batman. That's not who Batman is, right? But we can make Peacemaker this way because nobody knows who Peacemaker is. Yeah, they just they've been teasing his origin story for the past couple episodes. Right. And I and we are kind of getting more of it too, especially with the backstory of his dad, Robert Patrick playing his dad, who 
plays kind of another obscure DC character, a DC villain from the past named White Dragon, who is quite literally a white supremacist neo-Nazi. And we do get some of that interplay between him and his dad there. John Cena is doing a really, really fantastic job here. And I think that most of the cast is as well, especially Jennifer Holland. Jennifer Holland is dating James Gunn, and that's kind of, everybody kind of assumed that's how she got into the Suicide Squad initially. But I have to say that she is really putting forth everything is she that in she in anything gets. else? She's been in some other small stuff previously. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. she's not been huge. Um, but I really like what she's coming with into this. She hates Peacemaker at the beginning of the show, hates that she has to work with him again. And just bleeds that kind of enmity. Yeah. And she I, does a good job of like shutting him down at yeah. every at every corner, you know, and, and anything he says gets shut down. She's in charge, mm-hmm. you know, really in terms of in terms of the overall kind of feeling of their office space or whatever. And I like what she's doing. I like what James Gunn's doing. Vigilante's my favorite, though. Yeah, Freddie Stroma's bringing a lot to this character. I, When I first saw him, I was like, I really hate you. And I just I couldn't remember where he was from. But I really I, li- I enjoy him in this show. But he was this oh, horrible main character in uh, Unreal. I know you never watched I don't know that. What that is. It was like a documentary-ish of like the background of like the bachelor type thing and he was the bachelor in that show and he was horrible well i I didn't like vigilante when the show started either really I've, i've grown to like vigilante a bit more as the show has gone on. I do think that they are having trouble writing him into a good character. That, there's yes. There's some there's some serious imbalances as to how they're playing the vigilante character. There are episodes where he's very smart and adept at what he's doing and good at his job. And then there are episodes where he can barely hold a conversation together because he's so stupid. Yeah. It, it, they're trying to make him comic relief. Right. And But it's, they're having a hard time giving him a purpose. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Overall, I like the character, though, and he I do think he, the comic relief that he brings, not that this show needs comic relief. This show is unabashedly goofy at all times. However, he does kind of bring a sillier side to this superhero, you know, the superhero image that Peacemaker is trying to put off. And they're 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 very aware that they're C-list superheroes. You know, they know that they're not the Superman or the Batman. In fact, they talk about that sometimes in the show. They compare him to Superman and you're not Superman. You're a nobody peacemaker, right? You're a nobody vigilante. And they make fun of him, you know, pretty Mm -hmm. consistently for being trash tier superheroes. So so that interplay between them having that role in society, I think, is really, really interesting. And I do like that. I also think that this kind of new way that DC is handling their properties, where they're not trying to have cameos in every single property that they put out. They're not trying to tie everything all together and make this magnificently huge universe. There are characters that appear in other things But it doesn't have to be all connected and you don't have to watch a thousand other things just to understand one thing like you would with a Marvel movie. It's working for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They tried with DC and it didn't. And I think it was really, really smart of them to pull away from that and give us something different than what Marvel's doing now. You did talk about how this is kind of an R-rated experience, which it is. Um, there has been nudity. There has been blood. There has been violence violence, and, and language is over the top. And I do think that lends itself also to them being lesser known superheroes. You know, these are regular human beings 
who are really kind of scumbags in a lot of ways. And you get to see that side of them also, that yeah. they that they are scummy. They don't have, a, what is the word I'm looking for? Like a moral code. That, like public public representation. Right, yeah. They don't have an image to uphold. No filter. Yeah. To, no one to help. I just, I can't think of the word. It'll come to me. Well, I, I, I think that it, it lends itself well to telling these kind of lesser known superhero stories. Also, and I want to say that aside from this show being really over-the-top goofy, really telling silly jokes. I mean, there's penis jokes, there's poop and fart jokes, and, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of that in this show. Aside from it doing those things, aside from kind of heads being blown off and limbs being separated from bodies and, you know, the occasional nudity from episode to episode, aside from those things, this show does end up being pretty charming also. There is something charming about the way that John Cena's character, like you said, is continuing to grow, is kind of growing into this more mature, more well-rounded, fuller emotional character. And the way that the other characters around him are experiencing that with him, the overall story of this, this they call them the butterflies, these aliens that are taking people over and whatever their purpose is, right? Really isn't the purpose of this show. It's not the it's not the main plot of this show. The main plot of this show is Peacemaker is a bad guy. He's a crappy hero and he is coming to terms with that, right? He's he's coming to terms with his dad being a real piece of garbage and he realizes that he's, you know, the apple didn't fall far from the tree. And so watching that growth between them, I think has has really added a nice quality, you know, charming bit to this show. I do like that. I like that the opening credits sets you up for how silly the show is going to be. We, I, okay, we can't talk about the show without talking about what is maybe the opening, best opening of all time to any show. And I don't say that. <laughs> and, and when I think about my favorite openings of any show ever, I really enjoy the theme song to Firefly, the old, you know, the old show Firefly. I think that's great. I think that the opening credits and theme song to Cowboy Bebop is probably one of my favorite. What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah, what we do in the shadows. This might be the best. This might be the best opening credits and title sequence. It's so over the top. It's so over the top. And the way that they deadpan their face nonstop, their dance moves are so bad and so goofy, but every character you meet in the show is in on it. And then you get that final appearance from Eagly right in front of the camera. It is so funny. And and we when we watched the episode, last week's episode, you said, are you going to skip the credits? And I said, <laughs> absolutely not. I said, we don't skip the credits to this show. And I will watch it every single time. It's so gosh darn funny. But not only that, you, we really do get an this is a James Gunn show, so this shouldn't be a surprise. We get a really good soundtrack out of this show, too. There's oh, a, yeah, I guess that is his kind of his this mark. Is his, this is his hallmark, is, yeah. is putting in kind of lesser known, but really good 80s music, yeah. music, 70s and 80s rock. And in this show, particularly, it's kind of this hair glam metal that they're pulling in for it. And it's so fantastic. It works so well. It works well. And it also, to be fair, serves, just like it did in Guardians of the Galaxy, does serve a narrative purpose at one or two points in the show. Characters that are bonding over this music that mm-hmm. they have from their childhood that they love. He's pulling that in. But to be fair, it was one of the better elements of Guardians of the Galaxy. It's one of the things that people remember is the awesome mix, right? This is 
the exact same thing that he's doing here. Should have seen it coming. I didn't, but it still worked for me. I still really we enjoyed it. did not see that credit scene coming. So uh, good. Not at all. If you have not watched Peacemaker, at least go to YouTube. Watch the opening of the show. Yes. Because it's fantastic. It's so funny. Everything we talk about on the Media Files, we do give a utterly arbitrary rating to. How do you arbitrarily rate Peacemaker? I rate this show a partially severed toe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Not funny. Not all the way pulled off. <laughs> it's so funny. He really is. You know what? There are scenes in the show that he really does, he does. steal. He's, great. he's really good. I arbitrarily rate this as 40 out of 50 stars on the American flag. It's a, it's a, you know what? It's an easy B show for me. I don't think it's perfect. There are episodes that I think draw on a little too long. Uh, yeah, that's a good. But that's fair. There are some really cool emotional hits on this show, too. The last episode we saw had John Cena playing the piano, actually John Cena playing the piano and and not saying a word, but just the emotions on his face. I mean, he's evolving into a heck of an actor that I enjoy watching on screen. There's some but there's some scenes that just absolutely blow our minds. They're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they just did that. Yeah. Yeah. And again, shouldn't say we're surprised. It is James Gunn. Yeah. This is this is a James Gunn show through and through. Struggles with overall story beats, but makes one heck of an entertaining product, I think, at the end of the day. It is streaming on HBO Max. There are going to be eight episodes total, and I think it's good. If you enjoyed The Suicide Squad from last year... I think that's a good that, start. That's a good litmus test. Yeah. If you watched The Suicide Squad, you liked that, then maybe you should watch you, Peacemaker. You will like Peacemaker. You'll enjoy Peacemaker. And we have another DC product coming up pretty soon, like I said. Robert Pattinson and the Batman. That will be interesting. In less than a month. <laughs> that's where we'll be. You and I uh, will be in a theater. Watching the Batman, right? Oh, is it theater required? I don't think it's coming to HBO Max. Oh, man. I think this one is theaters. Okay. Everything's open now. They're not going to put anything on HBO Max. Like, right, oh. when, we, right when we renewed for a new year, they're going to be like, never mind. I love having it on the TV. I did, too, but they're not going to do it anymore. Everything's opening. The mask sure? mandate's going away. Yeah. I thought they, like, announced at the beginning of the year that they would all be on HBO. That was last year. That was last year. That was last Dang it. That was 13 months ago. All these years blend together. Yeah, I know. Time doesn't exist and nothing's real. That's all the time we've got. We want to thank you for sticking around to the end of this episode of The Media Files. And thank you again, Lindsay, for being here this week. I'm always here. The Media Files is provided by RPGera.com. Technical assistance is provided by Brian. And the producers of the show are Severin D, Jexac, and Zanku. I'm on Instagram at Brewstop. That's at B-R-U-C-E-T-O-P-H. Or at the RPG Era Discord with the link in the show description. Reach out to us with what you're looking forward to. And until next time, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. Bye.